Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hey, Clever Investors, and welcome to another show. So over the last few weeks, we've had the Reserve Bank of Australia move the cash rate, and you can see previous shows about what the Reserve Bank actually does and what the cash rate actually means. And now we've got the flow-on effect then that banks are then starting to move up their interest rates. And there's going to be a bit of a marketing game that all of the banks and the other providers play with trying to make the other ones look bad and trying to make themselves look brilliant. As my top tip was always, don't panic on these things. But I've got to admit, as a property investor myself, there is then the uh, adding together the numbers as to, well, am I going to have to start putting money in towards this property or how much is it going to cost me? The most obvious thing and the the, the largest source of um, sort of income and holding costs against our property is the rent. So what's happening to rent? Well, interest rates are then rising because whilst the bank can put up my interest rates each month, I can't go and put my rent up each week, can I? Because my tenant's in a in a contract for 12 months, six months, whatever. So I thought I'd get my friend and really the country's leading expert on the rental and the leasing market. I thought I'd get Helen Matsukas on the phone. I've known Helen for many years and she's greatly admired within the industry and I put this question to her. Hello, this is Helen. Helen, it's Owen. Yes, Owen. Hi, how are you? I'm good, but as you know, I'm a property investor. Now, should I, in your opinion, from the rental side of things, should I be worried about the effect that the the cash rate rises and therefore my bank's going to put up the interest rate on my investment mortgages, should I be worried about my ability to hold this property then? Because I can't put the rent up next week. Um, well, well, when we look at when we look at interest rates increasing, um, it is that that perception is straight away that oh, interest rates are increasing. That means I'm going to be more out of pocket, um, and I'm not going to be able to rely on my rent to help me, you know, narrow that gap or at least you know, be able to pay, you know, what my out of pocket's gonna be or what the increase is gonna be. But right now we're living in such a uh, um, you know, unusual space where, you know, the interest rate increase is not gonna it, it shouldn't actually affect your rent the, the issue of holding a property or, you know, having an out of pocket at all because right now we're actually in and I'm sure most most of your viewers would know by now that, you know, we're we're dealing with what's called a rental crisis, which means that the rents are increasing. Um, and that's not, you know, because of interest rates increasing, not the sole cause. You know, this, we're, it's actually a, a, a number of colliding factors. And I, in a, in, in a short answer, would say to you, absolutely not be worried. Um, you know, as you would know, and a lot of um, our clients know, they get stress tested when they go into this investment 
investment space. So our um, investment property specialists, they they put all their numbers, um, all our clients' numbers together and stress test them to ensure that if an interest rate hike was to happen, um, that they would be that would be ready for it. They would be able to still be able to manage it um, based on based on no rents increasing. And now we're actually in a in a position where we're actually seeing rents increasing quite rapidly. I think it's not even going to make it you know make it the interest rate increase an issue for our for um for investors. To be honest, I think it's I think it, you you're good. So when you said that we've got a a rental property shortage, how's that happen? Yeah. Well, there's there's a few colliding factors that are happening at the moment, and this is all started back in 2019. We can blame COVID, of course, um, you know, but um, you know, and that was probably where it kind of kicked off. We went into this phase where um, you know a lot of developers have shelved a lot of projects across across the country, which means that a lot of new builds and a lot of projects are not going to be completed. So that's and that's happened because of the labour shortage, materials shortage, all of that. That kind of um, that kind of space is just it's just not happening. So where we had you know in you know in some in, I think it was back in something like 2016. You know Melbourne for example had something like you know 45,000 dwellings being completed in one year, and now they're you know they're estimating something like 5,000 in the next over the next three years. So you know the supply is very low, and when supply is low, that's what drives demand. Then there's obviously a higher demand, which then drives drives friends to go higher. It's predicted, especially in Melbourne, um, in the Melbourne market, which is what we, we're always um, always looking at with our research as well. It's predicted that the average will be a 5.5% increase in rent year on year for the next three years. So, um, yeah. you know, dollar value for someone that's, you know, currently got a rental property at $400 a week, you know, in two years, their, their rent's going to increase to $45 a week. That's an average. I actually, um, we're actually seeing it now that we're, you know, that, you know, increases of $50, $60, $70 happening, you know, um, you know, in, in, in one, in one rental increase. Um, so yeah, I mean, so there's, there's all these different colliding factors. So the low supply, you know, the, the low supply is, is what drives, is definitely what drives the rent to, to increase. And that's what we're going to have. And we're going to have that for the next few years. I suppose one of the tips I always used to give people, uh, when I was doing the numbers for them to buy investments is to never do your numbers on a weekly or even a monthly basis, but to look at things on an annual basis. Because I think it takes a lot of the fright out of when you're putting your numbers together. And yeah, and so many people forget about the, the, uh, the, the tax advantages, not just against your income, but also against the depreciable value property. of the, the, the property as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and that's something that, you know, we definitely, um, you know, we, we work all our numbers on. And like you said, it's, it's an annual thing because you do have to take that into consideration when you are, you know, um, when you do become an investor because it is, it is massive. It definitely helps you hold your property, um, over the year and helps you, you know, service that property. So, you know, you know, it's, they're all these, all these little takeaways there. Um, it all goes together with, you know, with making sure that you can manage, you know, having that investment property and it's working for you um, which is which is what you want it to do so it's probably a time to review mm-hmm. who's managing your property 100% yes um, if I had a dollar for every um, for every client calling or friends telling me um, that they haven't increased their rent 
or they don't even know where, you know, when was the last time they increased the rent or if their tenants on a fixed term lease or anything like that. Um, yeah, I'd be a very rich woman. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. So uh, an- another thing that I hear from friends that that um, mm-hmm. some of them I've helped put into, you know, investment properties and some of them have, have got their own is they feel a little bit of guilt when they're told that they should put the rent up. What have you got, to, um, you got anything to say? Like, how can you help them to get over the fact that, that they shouldn't feel like that? Yeah. Um, look, you know, you're an investor and I'm an investor as well. And I, you know, I battled with this, um, especially because, um, you know, my tenant actually, he lost his job during COVID and, you know, and, and luckily for us, we were able to, um, to give him some, um, some assistance. Um, but now, when I look at you know, I, I've got to look at it as a as a as a, um, as a business decision, and you know, and I am trying to you know, yeah, you do feel guilty because you you know you do have to you know put that extra pressure. We feel that we're putting that extra pressure on the renter um, because you are going to increase the rent, and you know, we're talking substantial increases. You know, we're talking you know twenty dollar plus a week, um, where you know. I'm a mum, I've got kids, uh, you know, I know what $20 to them sometimes looks like when I take them to the shops and say, here's $20, go and play or do something, um, you know, and then you think about that and you kind of go, well, you know, can I can I manage this? Can I carry the risk of not increasing my rent? But then what if I get stuck or what if, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, the guilt is going to always be there, there with anything, um, I guess, but... You know, I think renters now are, you know, well-educated enough to know that, you know, the, everyone's feeling the pressure. We're all feeling the pressure financially in some way or form. Um, and, you know, the, the perception is is that landlords are these rich people that just sit back, collect rent and, you know, get <laughs> cocktails on the weekend. You know, that's just always been the way. They don't actually realise that. They're sitting down with an investment property specialist. They're basically going through, they're scrutinizing their numbers. They're trying to build something for their future. And and as a result of that, they are buying a property to rent out to someone so that they can help them pay that mortgage. So I think if um, people understand it that way or take it on board on that way, saying thinking that I'm doing this for my future so I can help you know, my family, there's options for them. Um, I, I think it's just an easier way to kind of absorb it and kind of take it on board. But I think if you if, look financially, if you can, you know, do minimal increases, definitely let your tenants know that. But again, if you have to increase the rent, I think, again, the communication needs to be through your property manager so that the property manager can effectively communicate to the tenant and say, look, your landlords are extremely happy with the way you're keeping the property. Unfortunately, they're looking at what's available in the market and where where everything's at and what they need to do to in order to you know to, to deal with all the increases that are happening around us. They're going to have to increase rent. I mean, the reality is is that tenants are so aware at the moment. They know exactly what's coming. You know, they're very well educated. They know that there's a low supply. So I think the majority of them would make that decision to go, okay, well, I'm just going to take this rent increase. Um, and you know what? The, the legislation's there to cover them if they, think, if they think that, you know, an increase is too too high because there's that side of the scale too where you do find landlords will jump on the bandwagon and go, we'll increase the rent by $100 a week and that's not necessarily the right way to do it. So, you know, everyone's protected 
as such. So I, that, I don't uh, I don't want people to feel bad about it. Yeah, no, I mean that's what we want to talk about on this podcast is sort of the the balance of both sides. And I I do I have heard from you know uh, people over the years where their their landlord and most of the time in my experience most of the time is when the rent for somebody has gone up by an exorbitant amount it's often when the the owner is managing the property themselves and probably not giving themselves the best advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Well, in their eyes they have. Um, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that, you know, and then it comes back to bite them, to be completely honest, because the, red, the legislation is so strict and so stringent that, you know, everyone has an opportunity. I mean, he, any landlord that increases the rent to a ridiculous amount, they need, they need to justify it. So, you know, they have to, and not by justifying saying, well, you know what, I need to go on a holiday and I won't be able to afford my mortgage because I'm saving for a holiday. They need to justify in the sense of saying, well, this is market rent. I've reduced the rent to deal with the, you know, the effects of COVID. Now I'm increasing the rent. Um, I'm giving you the required notice and, you know, my property is available. Um, The rent that I'm asking for is the same as, you know, what all the other properties around me are available. Now, if, if you don't have that, Proof, then yeah, you 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 are definitely setting yourself up to fail because um you know that just won't get increased and then you're basically you know you you've got a tenant now that you know that that's aware of you know the landlord perhaps you know um, taking advantage of a situation which is you know never good because that tenant's just going to keep on going back to you know the the V cats or the Q cats and you know make that make that um. Uh, I guess, um, argument every time. I think from my point of view, um, uh, whenever I, my agents have told me that, you know, they recommend the rents going up, um, they give me the justification and my goal is is to try and keep the same tenant. If the tenant's been good, um, then I'm, I'm not going to be silly with, with pricing my, you know, property out of reach for them and sort of risking not having a tenant for, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know a number of landlords. Um, one in particular, which is our general manager, um, Natasha, she won't mind me mentioning this, but she's, you know, she's got a fantastic tenant that's um, living in one of her properties in Brisbane. Um, he's, he's incredible. He keeps the property extremely well, um, you know, gets it professionally clean, doesn't, you know, you know, there's, the place looks brand new and, you know, I think it's like five years old or something. But Natasha, that's important so you know her rent increases have been very minimal to the point where I've said to her you need to increase the rent it's below what it should be um, but for her it's more important that there's less wear and tear on the property that she's got the same tenant she's not now you know she's been if we if we look at it and you know did an exercise and say you know what over the five years if you've changed a tenant every year had four to five weeks change over um, vacancy in between and you know, but increase the rent, um, you know, where would you be? Probably wouldn't be that far far ahead, but, you know, that was important for her. So she's, you know, she was happy to keep the rent consistent um, with slight increases, just not where they probably could have been. You know, she's probably, you know, 50 to 60, maybe actually 50 to $80 behind a, a week where she probably should be, but that's because she preferred to keep the same tenant because he looks after the property really, really well and knows that he's going to be there long term. And I guess that sort of underlines the thing that I've said quite a few times throughout the podcast series is that the, the rent is only ever there to help you hold the property 
you you don't create your wealth off that weekly rental income. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, it definitely needs to hold the property um, and, you know, and service the property, yeah, for that long term. It's our, you know, what we talk about all the time is our exit strategy, um, you know. So, you know, making sure that we buy the right property um, and we're doing all we can to ensure that we hold it for long term to reap the rewards at the end. So, yeah, absolutely. I um, I agree with you. Thank you, Helen, for your time. You, uh, so what well you don't done. know about the uh, the rental market could be written on a pinhead with a pneumatic drill. <laughs> Thanks, Owen. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Thank you, I'll and I'll you pick too. your brains again on another podcast. You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders. Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets. And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.